Hello and welcome to this episode of HBCU. I'm your host, D. Brown, CEO. Joining me on the show today is an Alcorn State University graduate. Please welcome Akila Haley. Akila, welcome to the program. Thank you, Mr. Brown. I'm so excited. This is awesome. I appreciate you having me. Oh, the pleasure is all mine. So I want to jump in by asking you, how did you choose Alcorn State University? Alcorn State University actually chose me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a fourth generation alumnus of Alcorn State University. My great grandmother attended Alcorn, my grandparents, my parents. So it was inevitable for me to go to Alcorn. So with that kind of family history uh, tied to the university, so I'm, I'm sure you had many experiences before college with Alcorn. What was that like? It was amazing. Um, I grew up in Chicago, but my parents, of course, attended Alcorn. When they graduated from Alcorn, they moved to Chicago for better opportunities. But I would always come home um, to Mississippi for the summer. My family, many of my family attended Alcorn, so I would go to the games. Um, I attended many of the summer bridge programs uh, when I graduated from high school there. So it was just an, a, it was just family for me. And I would always tell my friends when I would go to Chicago about the HBCU experience because yeah. there weren't any HBCUs in Chicago, um, let alone Illinois. So it was just an opportunity that was missed there. And I, I just enjoyed that experience. So take me back to your freshman year. What do you remember about your freshman year on the uh, campus of Alcorn State? Being extremely green, <laughs> um, just just being extremely green, having friends um, to just uh, acclimate me to the experience of uh, this is you know this is how you navigate uncharted territories. I definitely knew I wanted to. I was extremely focused. I knew what I wanted to do, but I just didn't know how to apply that to a major. So I had friends and I had um, administrators and teachers on campus to help me um, navigate those uncharted territories. So that was important to me, but I was excited too, because it was just so amazing. It was quiet. It was very quiet. The uh, air was clean at Alcorn compared to Chicago's air. And, you know, everything was just very different coming yeah. just from a city life right. to a more quiet life. <laughs> right, right. So you mentioned uh, uh, the fact that you had teachers or professors and friends that helped you along the way. And I always hear these stories when I'm talking to guests uh, about their HBCU experience. So talk to me about some of the uh, professors or faculty that helped you along the way that were instrumental in you successfully migrating uh, through the process at Alcorn. They were second to none. Um, I can't give all, um, all the credit to my professors, but I definitely have to give majority of the credit to my professors, staff, and administration. I knew what I liked to do, but again, I just did not know how to apply that to a major. So I was extremely talkative. That's apparent because I love to talk, right? <laughs> but I was extremely talkative. I just didn't know how to apply that to a major. So many of my professors, they called me punkin on campus. They were like, so punkin, you know, you like to talk. How did you, you know, when you can uh, major in communications. And I was like, so what's that? 
And right. it was like you could do broadcast journalism and you could be on, you know, you could report and da 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 da. So that's what I decided to major in. So I majored in broadcast journalism. And then I was able to like join different organizations and and then I was able to pledge a uh, sorority, the best sorority ever, <laughs> aka and and just my my professors and my um just it, it, it was just a family just kind of hovering me and just kind of cradling me into where I need to be. And then also um, classmates and friends, older friends. I, I kind of gravitate to the older friends, more mature friends to kind of help me along the way also because I was the only child. So they kind of just helped me kind of guide those uncharted territories, too. So you mentioned uh, that you are a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. And I wanted to just take a moment to ask you about, number one, Greek life uh, on the campus of Alcorn State University and also how uh, AKA has played a role in your uh, personal and professional life. It definitely was a great networking opportunity. Um, being the only child, I strived and I longed for that sisterhood. I definitely wanted that opportunity. Um, I always wanted friends. I always wanted sisters. So that was something really important to me. I remember watching school days and, you know, just kind of longing for those um, moments when I, I wanted to go to an HBCU. I wanted to pledge a sorority. So that was very important to me. And as my adult life uh, progressed and also being in the higher ed sector, I always tell my students, it's not just about what you know, but it's about who you know as well. Right. Networking opportunity can definitely get you to where you need to be in life. So um, those organizations, those social circles can definitely get you to where you need to be, not just your knowledge, but just, you know, the connections as right. well. So AKA definitely got me to where I needed to be today, in addition to my education. So what are some of the um, some of the most memorable experiences you have from your time at Alcorn? The football games are very memorable. Um, the struggle, <laughs> the struggle as it relates to um, trying to figure out uh, whose car we're going to use to go to the local towns like Natchez or Port Gibson or Fed to um, get food. The clubs on Thursday nights when we would go to the clubs on Thursday nights. We had uh, fried chicken um, Wednesdays and fish Fridays. Um, we used to have uh, different um, uh, uh, food places on campus. We have uh, Mr. CJ's Chicken. He had like a little restaurant that had really good chicken. I mean, it was just so many memories. I, I can't, <laughs> Mr. Sam's. Mr. Sam's had a store at the beginning of the, uh, he had a gas station and he would have everything in the store that we would possibly need. It was just like a little mini Walmart. Um, and we would go to Mr. Sam's and get everything that we need from Mr. Sam's. I mean, it was just like a little community within a community. Um, and then just hanging out outside of class, you know, we would all go to class and everybody just knew each other. It, yeah. You know, it was just so important because we were just like isolated in this little area. <laughs> and a lot of people didn't have cars. So when we were not in class, we would just, you know, hang out. And at that time, we did not have social media or mobile phones like that. So we would just interact with each other. And that's how we know each other. And, you know, social skills were just on our 
all time high at that point. And I'm so glad I grew up in that era. So tell me about homecomings at Alcorn. What were homecomings like? Homecomings are amazing. And to this day, homecomings are still amazing. <laughs> um, I miss last year homecomings, but homecoming is just, um, it's a time where we fellowship. It's a time where we get a chance to um, meet up and just, have a good time. It's nostalgic. It's, it's, it's just a time where everybody get a chance to just come together and totally forget about every day what's going on now. And we could just travel back down memory lane and pretend like we're 19, 20 and 21. <laughs> and then we can go back to our normal work day on Monday. Right. Homecoming is just everything. Um <laughs> It's everything. It's everything in the little three days that we can kind of fit in those three days. And we're very, very tired now. So I'm in my 40s now. So we can't really do it like we used to do in our 20s. But homecoming, it's just it's awesome. And now it's amazing because many of my classmates have kids that are at all point now and they're students. So it's just amazing to see um our kids and stuff kind of being students at all point now it's 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 full circle yeah it's amazing so tell me how you feel all corn helped prepare you for your professional life i wouldn't trade it for the world i'm so blessed i'm so fortunate to have attended Alcorn state university um if i could have picked another school it definitely wouldn't have been no other school but Alcorn state um, I'm grateful to have this HBCU experience, which is why I've never worked at any other school but HBCU. Um, I've been in the HBCU sector for the last 11 years, including Alcorn. I've worked at Alcorn. Um, Alcorn has totally prepared me. It has schooled me for um, hard times. It has prepared me for um, my professional life as well as my personal life. It has taught me how to be resilient. It has taught me how to figure things out when I could not figure things out. It has taught me the purpose of networking. It has grown me into the person that I am today, and I'm still learning. Um, again, it's just an amazing, amazing experience. I cherish the HBCU experience. I feel that it's sacred grounds, and I'm so grateful uh, for the opportunity of Alcorn State University. I would not take it for granted at all. So let's uh, let's talk about your uh, professional journey. You mentioned that you worked at a number of HBCUs. I think it's four. Am I correct? HBCUs that you worked at. So That's take me great. on that journey um, mm -hmm. from Alcorn and how you've kind of uh, gone through your professional career. Four HBCUs and one HBCC. So I started at Tougaloo College. Um, that was my beginning of my HBCU career. Um, then I transitioned to Alcorn State University. From there, I went to uh, Xavier University of New Orleans, and from there, Kentucky State University, and now I am at Lawson State Community College, which is the HBCC, a historically black community college. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I just, again, um, I feel that's my space. I could have worked at a PWI, and I do feel like there's work to be done at PWIs. I feel like we as African-Americans can definitely make an impact at PWIs, but I feel God has me at HBCUs and HBCCs. Um, 
I just remember being a student at Alcorn State University and how the administrators, faculty and staff took me under their wings. And I would like to be that for my students. I don't have children and I know that's my ministry for my students at those schools. And I'm able to make an impact and it's not a job for me. It's just a ministry. I'm able to make changes and impact that will last, you know, forever and ever. So for that, I'm eternally grateful. So talk to me about your current position at Lawson State. Uh, what do you do there and how are you impacting uh, student lives? It's so exciting. So I've never worked at a community college, but here at Lawson State, I serve as the career services coordinator as well as the college transfer coordinator. So I'm essentially the student's exit strategy. Either the student um, would need to either get a job when they leave uh, Lawson State Community College or transition to the four-year sector to complete their bachelor's degree. So I help them with those decisions. We typically transition them to the workforce or to a four-year college to complete their bachelor's degree. You can either get a certificate here um, and go on to the workforce, or you can get your associate's degree and um, transition to the four-year and do two more years to work on a bachelor's degree. So I have relationships with four-year colleges um, and I host college transfer fairs. I help them with transfer scholarships. And then I also host the career fairs. So I work with the Birmingham Business Alliance here. I work with many of the Chamber of Commerce here to ensure um, that the students have opportunities such as internships, as well as job opportunities and things like that to ensure that they are successful when they uh, matriculate outside of Lawson State Community College. And now I know you've touched on this a little bit uh, during the interview, but I want you to just really elaborate on why you are so committed to uh, HBCUs and the students and communities that they serve. Yeah, oftentimes HBCUs um, funding is just, the funding is just not there. Many of the resources are just not available. And um, just oftentimes we're just not on the forefront. And I feel that we have to literally put boots on the ground at HBCUs. Um, we wear many hats at HBCUs. And I just feel that again, when I was there, I just remember always having faculty, staff, and administrators, they were always present all the time. From the president to the vice president, they weren't really in their office. They were always around and about, you know. I remember I was always able to go into the people's office and just ask questions. I didn't have to make appointments. That was so important to me. It was just like a family environment. So for me, it's so important to be able to be there for our students. Nowadays, with so much going on in society, our students, um, our generation just really, really needs, you know, they need that. So I just think that in my role, whatever I can do to be of assistance and to pay that forward, that's just what I need to do. So that's what I am for these students. And whatever I can do to assist, that's what I want to do. It is so important to be able to be that bridge for these students to help them fulfill their dreams. And oftentimes they don't know what their dreams are. We deal with a lot of first generation students and their parents did not attend college or they don't have the support system that they need to be successful. 
So if I could be their support system to help them along with that journey, I would like to be that for them. Now, your motto is to who much is given, much is required. So tell me about why you're passionate about that uh, philosophy. It's just important. It's so important to be able to do all that you can um, without spreading yourself too thin. Um, Oftentimes, people want so much in return, you know, gimme, 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 gimme. And then um, again, they're not willing to put forth the effort. I feel like you can't appreciate nothing in life without working hard for it. So I try to put as much as I can um, into what I do to be successful. You can't appreciate nothing in life without putting forth that energy to make sure that you are successful. And then I want to instill that in our students too. A lot of the young generation, um, I call them microwave babies. Mm-hmm. They want it now. They had that instant, instant, instant um, <laughs> gratification. But I try to instill in them that anything in life worth having, you have to work hard for it. And it may take a little time, but you just have to be willing to put in that work and that time. So for me, that's why I live by that model. It is just so important. Um, and that's kind of what I've been, you know, going that's kind of, you know, my model, kind of what I believe in. And yeah, yeah so, that's what I stand on. <laughs> so uh, 12 years, am I correct, working with HBCUs? Is that accurate? Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. And so, 12 years going on 13. And so over this 12, 12 year career uh, for HBCUs, uh, what are some of the experiences that you've had uh, with your students uh, that you uh, can remember that that impacted your your personal life. Oh wow! Personally, again, um, just seeing students that you know still call me. I have students that call me um, and say, "Hey, Miss Haley, you know I'm getting married. I've had kids now, and you know they still keep in touch with me. They they received their doctorate degree. A lot of students have transitioned." to higher ed. They're working in the higher ed sector and, you know, doing some of the same things that I do or even have superseded me within my career. Um, Students that have just made a a great impact, you know, ones that have, uh, you know, looked up to me as, you know, um, even a mentor, you know, and I'm just like, (laughs) for me, it's just amazing. Like I said, I personally don't have children. So for me to see that I have made this impact and that wasn't even my goal to do that. I just wanted to be the best person that I could be for someone else. It's just amazing. So just to know that I can make these changes just by doing something that I truly love is so important. As I tell students all the time, it's not just about getting a job, but you really want to do something that you enjoy doing. The money and everything else will come. That's so important. Right. So I know that mm-hmm. uh, we, we talked about you, you being a member of, of AKA uh, earlier in the program. And so I know with mm-hmm. all fraternities and sororities, service is a big uh, part of what uh, what we do and focus on. So talk to me about uh, yeah. the community at community service aspect of your of your life and, and why that's important. We definitely do a lot of community service, not just on my sorority end, but also at Lawson State. We work with our community as a whole because we are a community college. 
Um, I didn't do too much community services on the four-year level, but working at Lawson State, because we are a community-based college, we definitely do a lot of student engagement. We do that weekly. I work um, in addition with my um, activities manager. Her name is Miss Tanisha Barnes, and we definitely have a lot of uh, community service engagement. We work a lot with nonprofits. We host an annual um, career and community resource fair every year. And that's one of our big events. We just had it in March and we had over 23 nonprofits and community uh, service participants and about 45 employers. And that was at our um, Civic Center, which is right next door to our Bessemer campus because we do have two campuses. And that event is one of our staple events. And again, it's for resources. So again, we not just want to provide employment opportunity for our students, but we also want to provide resources to our students for those that uh, lack those needs and everything. So the community is totally important working at the community college level. Now, also, um, you just t touched on, I think, what's a very important uh, point, because, you know, every student that's going to pursue uh, uh, additional education after high school may not uh, be very well suited for the university experience for a variety of reasons. It could be GPA, it could be uh, test, ACT, SAT scores, or they may want to pick up a, you know, a, a trade or skill to uh, fast track into uh, their career path. So tell me, why, why are community colleges, in, in your opinion, so important to the educational uh, uh, community? I think one reason is because we touch on advancing the holistic student. So again, you get a education, um, but we are trying to build the holistic student. Oftentimes, students, when they graduate from a high school level, they, their social skills may not be exactly where they need to be. So on a community college level, you have more of an intimate setting where students can have a more intimate classroom setting where it won't be as massive, a support staff where they can be a little bit more one-on-one -on -one with tutoring information. And then they have just a more uh, holistic approach to the student. We want to provide them again with resources, community engagement, as well as education involvement. So again, we're taking on a holistic approach to the student. So therefore, once they do receive that associate's degree or that certificate, they can transition to the workforce and they'll be able to have life skills that will assist them into the workforce as well as social skills that can assist them into college and they can continue on with their education. Because oftentimes when students, they get so excited when they graduate from high school and then they go on to a four-year level and they're not as successful at these big, 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 massive four-year schools for whatever reason. Social skills, the school's too big, they get lost in translation, all types of reasons. So I don't want to say that we want to coddle our students per se, but we do want to kind of baby step them into those processes and kind of acclimate them in a, in a little slower way to ensure that they are successful in transitioning to where they need to be. Okay, and so as we begin to uh, kind of wrap up the show, uh, take about a minute or so to just mm -hmm. tell me why you feel uh, a student should select 
Alcorn State University, and if not Alcorn, why it would be a great idea to attend an HBCU in general? I just feel Alcorn State University has it all. I, I am such an advocate of HBCUs. It's insane. Um, the support system is there completely. I just have to testify. We have a student at Lawson, a Lawson State Community College, a basketball student, and he just got signed at, State, at Alcorn State Community College. So even if you start your transition at a community college, and I'm going to plug in a HBCC, a historically black community college, right. and even transition to a four-year um, HBCU, you can do that as well. So I just think, look at the options, see what's the best fit for you, and go ahead and be the best student that you can be. It's options out there, you guys. We got over 110 historically black community colleges and um, historically black community, uh, historically black universities. So the selection is out there, but choose it. Choose the one that's best for you and, you know, go Braves. I'm so excited. <laughs> well, look, uh, Akila, I, I really appreciate you taking time out your busy schedule to be on the show. But I don't want to end the program without first presenting you with our HBCU Lifetime Achievement Award uh, for your commitment to historically black colleges and universities. And we appreciate the work that you're doing in furthering and advancing the causes of HBCUs. And thank you for watching this episode of HBCU. And remember, without you, there's no me.